0: Do all that junk, all
1: that junk inside your trunk
0: I'ma get, 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 get you drunk Get you love drunk off my hump My hump, my hump My hump, my, <laughs> my, <laughs> my, <laughs> hum, my hump, my hump My 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 <laughs> Alright, this is my <laughs> lovely little
1: Podcast And I am here with Jenny Eden From Eden Nose Implants. And we're here to talk about Boobs
0: <gasps> <sighs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> So, I came across your um YouTube channel, probably I think three years ago now, two years ago, mm-hmm. when I got my boobs done before I got my boobs done, which was so important to me, and i can 't express to you like how important it was for me because I had no idea I had nobody to talk to about it. Mm-hmm. I just knew my boobs were jacked up <laughs> <laughs> i didn 't want them to be they were literally two different sizes, like a hundred and fifty ccs difference mm-hmm. of size, and i'd been like. I mean, I've never told anybody this on my podcast, but i had been, like, stuffing my bra on one side for, since I was a teenager. Mm -hmm. Two different sizes. I wanted to get them done, and I'm always one of those people that's like, rock what you got. Like, if a girl's got a great butt and they have small boobs, and like, that's hot. Like, do your (laughs) thing. But for me, I was super self-conscious about my boobs, and I always wanted to get them done. I didn't really have a lot of friends that had them done. I didn't really know who to talk to about, like, what, how I should do it besides like a few stripper friends here and
0: there,
1: mm-hmm. came across your profile and it was life-changing for me because it gave me some perspective on, okay, I'm not a hooker if I want a right.
0: bigger... Right. <laughs> of course not.
1: <laughs> so tell everybody what it is that you do. Okay. okay.
0: Um, I created a site in 2012 called Eden Nose Implants. And it is an educational tool for women who want or already have breast implants. And it's just to give them a really nice holistic view of what it is, what to expect, how to prepare, what to do afterwards, like the whole thing. Because when I had my first breast augmentation in 2010, I felt like I was all over the place online. Like I had multiple tabs open, I was jumping around trying to find information and there was nothing out there that was easy to understand or just wasn't super medical like a medical journal. So after my procedure I was like you know what there there's something missing in this space and I want to create something fun and easy and light and so anyone can come to it and just learn and be educated because I was not educated before mine and I wish I had been so through that process um, I started writing articles my husband could build websites and so he built the site I I did the content and then in 2012 we launched it and it just kinda grew into what it is today
1: and that, that's what I was going to tell everybody about. So she had a Facebook group for the longest time, and that's kind of what I came across. And now you host that Facebook group in a more private forum mm-hmm. on your website, which that's phenomenal to me, because I think probably, I mean, I don't know, we haven't talked about this, but I'm assuming people were probably, like, sharing photos and then feeling uncomfortable with them being out there on Facebook. And-
0: mm-hmm. Well, the Facebook group, it was a private group, so nobody could see it, but um, there was even if you were in the group you could still see those people and click on their profiles and see who they were and who their what their kids look like and so it wasn't as anonymous as a lot of people would have liked plus it grew to the point where um, if someone asked a question there were 8,000 women in it so questions were getting bumped too far down and the idea was for bus mob to be a place for women to come to get community and support and encouragement and all that great stuff but when your questions aren't being seen it's kind of you're I'm missing the mark yeah. so we decided to take busmob and just create busmob.com like a standalone site so we had room to grow and women could be as anonymous as they wanted or not and um, being on Facebook you had to use like nipple stickers like the covers so you couldn't show a hundred percent what your results looked like so on busmob.com you could totally show any picture you wanted because we now have total control over like the guidelines mm-hmm. which was a huge deal
1: and it's a big deal i know people probably are like well why do you you know why do you want to show everybody that anyway but you have no idea when you're getting into like a thing a, a surgery where you're cutting your body open mm-hmm. it is a surgery it's yes. a major surgery they put you under and you have to go through like you know a plan of what you're gonna you know do when you get home and how you're gonna take care of yourself and then what you're gonna do when you results kind of come in so it's like being able to see somebody's results can mean all the difference in knowing what you want mm-hmm. and doing the research. And that was kind of the biggest thing for me because what I ended up doing is like I'm scrolling through as many photos as possible to find people with similar frames as mine. Mm-hmm. Like what am I going to look like with the boob <laughs> job? And one thing you said today that I thought was cool is your boss has an actual um, – your your facility has where they can show you what your boobs are. Gonna yes, Spectra. Like. Mm-hmm. That's amazing because I don't. I did not have that done, but all in all, like it can be super fucking freaky to have a botched boob job. Oh yeah,
0: nobody wants that. Nobody, nobody <laughs>
1: wants that. So tell a little bit about because you said you had your first breast augmentation. Mm-hmm. So what does that mean? You had
0: more than one. Yes, so in 2010, I had my first one. So the idea was um, I was going to, first of all, let me just back up a little bit. So when I was 18, I had a breast reduction and I was, I had naturally had large breasts, but they were big, but low. So I needed a lift, but my 18 year old self went to a plastic surgeon's office and they said, well, for insurance to cover it, you can't get a lift. You have to get a reduction. So I was like, okay, that sounds good to me. Yeah. Sign me up. So then I had the reduction and I woke up. I, w- I started out with a triple D and I woke up barely a B cup. So I was, yeah, I was so shocked, but I'm 18. I'm adaptable. I, life goes on. Um, and
1: you're, you're a pretty small frame.
0: Like, I, thank you. Yeah.
1: I mean, you're, you look like a small frame person. Yeah. You're not like somebody who's like
0: You huge wouldn't think boobs, I would. It's
1: like, eh. Mm-hmm. It's like huge boobs on you is like, wow.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you. (laughs) So, but I had a problem with my reduction. Um, They kind of shot a little too high with my aerial placement, so they were too high. So even though my breasts were very small, I still couldn't wear, like, bathing suits or low-cut tops or anything like that. So, yeah, it it really sucked. So when I was 25, I found myself in a really good place. Like, I was married, um, had a stable job, uh, no kids. So I'm like, you know what, I think... I should get a breast augmentation because I loved the size and the volume. I just didn't like the location when I was younger. So let's do that. I relied heavily on, um, not my own research, but like my husband's because I'm very like, yeah, go with the flow, you can do it, I don't care. (laughs) Yeah, you take care of all the details, I'll just go. So um, we found a surgeon down in Miami. Uh, It was cheaper and we were looking at price more than anything, which was a huge mistake. And because I had a hard time finding information that was speaking at my level, I didn't know what I was going into. I wasn't educated, I wasn't informed, so I just went along and went with the flow, which is not what you should do going into surgery. So we went down to Miami in 2010, had my first breast augmentation, and I thought (laughs) that if I got implants, it was going to correct the placement of my areola somehow. Like it was going to make them seem lower, <laughs> but that's not what it happened. It just meant I had breast implants and the bottom portion of my breasts were very full and my areolas were even higher. So I still had the same problems I had when I was 18. I was frustrated. I was annoyed, mostly at myself because I didn't do what I should have done. I shouldn't have, I should have gone into it more educated than right. I was. So lesson learned. That's what inspired com. So fast forward to when I had my daughter. Um, she was born 2015. I breastfed to the best of my ability. I had a low supply, not because of my implants, but that's just my genetic makeup. And then um, after breastfeeding and the changes of just stretching your skin, you know, I needed a lift. And seeing my engorgement, I was like, you know what? I think I can handle a little bit bigger implants, <laughs> you know? This looked fine. Let's do this. Let's go. So... Um, I reached out to Dr. Jeremy Pyle of Davis and Pyle Plastic Surgery and he was one of the first surgeons to really like invest in what I was doing with Eden implants and not with money but like his time like if I was writing an article and I'm like I don't know this is right I could ship him the article like I emailed it to him and he'd like write me this long well, email awesome. bag yeah like he that did not awesome. have to do that yeah. so he took the time to educate me with Eden implants so I wholeheartedly believe that He was a surgeon for me, so I emailed him. He was like, you know what, I think we can fix this for you. Come on out here. So I was in Nashville at the time, Nashville, Tennessee. So I flew out to Raleigh, um, met with him, had surgery. And in that experience, I realized how awful my 2010 experience was. Like back in Miami, I felt like a number. I didn't feel important. I felt like I was being herded through the office. Like even in recovery, they asked me like, tell me your pain, like rate your pain. I was like a nine out of a 10. And they rolled me out and I vomited Mm -hmm. on myself and had, yeah, and I had like, what is that thing? A peppermint stuck in my hair. Like that that was my first experience. So that was my only experience with like getting a breast augmentation. So coming out to Raleigh was like, probably the best decision I had made because the staff was great. I was treated with respect. People were happy, like they listened to me. I came out with like results that I didn't know that I could have had in 2010. And had I listened to my gut and researched more and not gone for like the cost, I would have had a much better experience.
1: Wow. That's, so I, I went to several like throughout my life because I had always had the issues with them being two different sizes, which now they're not, which is awesome. But at the time, I went and met with so many different surgeons, and then I had even went to a guy that like knew my grandmother and did her boob job. In, like, nice, the 70s. yeah. So I like went in, and I'm talking to this guy, and then I couldn't find out he dated my grandmother. Like, this
0: is weird. So do you uh, get a discount? <laughs> right. Now
1: let's talk about this for a second. And he did one of those like your grandmother. Oh no! I was like okay, stop. I don't want to talk about this anymore. But it was cool because I got a feel for what I would need from lots of different consultations mm-hmm. um when I finally got to Wilmington and I kind of came up with a plan for myself I was running a business at the time and I said okay I want to make enough money selling this business that I can pay for my boob job outright because I don't want to like walk into a financial thing mm-hmm. so I did I cranked up my marketing machine sold as much <laughs> as I could Sold the business and had enough money for the boob job. And then also to pay some of my employees for the year so I could focus on some other stuff. So I was super stoked. So when I went and met with them in Wilmington, great team too. Same thing. But they didn't give me really any, any constructive research or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So like as, as nice as they were, as much as they're like, okay, here's what we recommend there was no like here's what's going to happen this is what you need to look at this it wasn't it wasn't really informative mm-hmm. so i really feel like the resource you've created is so important because you might have a great surgeon that does a great job but they don't have time to nurture right. you through your Situation, So I was like, literally, whatever you said to do in all of your articles, <laughs> I did. I bought the kit that you sell that's got, like, you know, the booby butter and all the different things. And I just, like, paid attention to what everyone was telling me so that I could kind of, like, get through it. The one thing that I didn't account for was uh, I didn't know the difference between, like, dual plane and above- the above the muscle below the muscle what kind of recovery time that looked like you know I'm I like to work out I'm pretty avid with weightlifting, and like probably my biggest struggle was not being able to move (laughs)
0: Mm -hmm. my chest
1: because I went from lifting bench pressing 130 pounds Mm
0: -hmm.
1: to bench pressing like two pounds (laughs) and I was just like wait a second so, like, you know, there's just so much on there, and I started to, like, try to find people within the forum that were weightlifting and how long it took them and whatever. But the differences in all the different kinds of below, above, the muscle, people have, like, really, like, misconceptions about being able to breastfeed still. Mm-hmm. People think you can't. Right. All those little things. And my doctor didn't really have time to go through every single one of my questions, so that's why I was so thankful for the group. But the, that would probably be the biggest thing for me was the recovery. I didn't, know, I wasn't aware of how long it would take me. It really did take me a full seven weeks mm-hmm. with the dual plane. So if for everybody who doesn't know, maybe you can even do a better job explaining it than me because all I know is what I was told. Essentially, with the dual plane incision, like you get more of a teardrop, is what I was told, and it's like they cut, they put an implant between between your pec major and pec minor. Is that
0: right? I know when you go dual plane, the top portion of the implant is underneath the muscle and the bottom portion of the implant is not. So you still get the support at the top of like an under the muscle and then below it fills out the bottom of the breast better because it's not, it's like an over under kind of deal. Dual plane. Yeah. You know.
1: So I did that, which they say it's like a little bit longer to recover kind of a period. So I did all that stuff. The one thing that I did it, I did it. Wasn't aware. Like, okay, I'm like, cause I'm not like a huge pain pill person. Mm-hmm. I give all these pain pills. I'm popping them. I'm popping them. I can't go to the bathroom. <laughs> then, then I'm like trying to figure out how to like. I get like a fever when I'm like coming off the anesthesia. Then I get sick. Then I'm throwing up everywhere. And so for like three days, I'm just like throwing my guts up. Ugh. Running
0: fever. That sounds great.
1: Sorry, like, <laughs> what is wrong? So, you know. For a normal person going under the knife for the first time, Mm -hmm. what are some just basic things that they need to, like, think about, whether it's research or prep? Mm
0: -hmm. What would
1: you say at this point now that you've been through three major surgeries Mm
0: -hmm. for this? Well, for everyone that I tell this to a lot of people, the first three days you're going to want help. Like make sure you have like a family member or what I call like a, a booby buddy, yeah. like someone there just to help you out. Because like the slightest, especially going under the muscle, the slightest like use of your chest is tough. Whether that's pulling your pants down to go to the bathroom, flushing the toilet, like the most simple thing, getting out of bed. Like you're going to want help. So three days, make sure you have someone there for you or opening a pill bottle. Like it's, it's just crazy to think Sorry. how much you use your chest to the simplest things. Um, but after that point, it's good to, like, get up and walk around, move around. And also to keep from kind of going crazy in, like, that recovery phase, like, find a Netflix show to binge watch or find an audio book to listen to because you can start getting kind of, like, cabin fevery, and then you start, like, feeling bad and then, why did I do this to myself, you know? So, and
1: they look weird. Yes, they do.
0: They're, that's another great thing to touch on. <laughs> Like, don't expect your final result when you wake up because it's not going to look like you want them to. They're going to be high, kind of up close to your collarbone, tight, squeezed to your chest. You're going to be in pain. It's just you have to know that going into it. Otherwise, you're going to be horribly disappointed Like when you wake up. But it can take anywhere from six weeks to six months to see your final results because you have to wait for your muscle to relax. To allow for your implant to kind of settle into place, what we call "drop and fluff." I
1: remember that. That's awesome. I I think too. Like I think that one of the bigger things that I didn't really expect is like your because of your like the way that your muscle memory works, your brain's not communicating that like your boobs are out of commission. (laughs) So like, I would like go to do something normal yeah. that i would normally do and there's nothing there to do it with like mm-hmm. there's no strength behind it and i didn't i didn't think that through so i'm like lena to do stuff and i'm like oh shit i can't <laughs> um and i didn't have a movie buddy or because like my husband i was like i'm i always think that i'm tougher than i yeah, am i can this. handle <laughs> it <laughs> like fine babe. so he had to go to town and we scheduled the surgery for him to go to town the next day oh no so I literally like just sent him off. I'm like, I'm good. You go, and then I was like, up shit creek. Like, this is horrible. <laughs> I can't move at all. You know, it's like you a get turtle through, on your back. <laughs> like, oh my God. But you get through it all. It's not. It's not always the hardest part. Even is that part. It's not. It's not even the case. I honestly feel like the harder part was adjusting to. Having enormous
0: boobs. (laughs) (laughs) It depends on how big you go, too. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I went super big because that's what I really wanted. And I didn't at all. People said things like, you know, you got to make sure you dress the right way so you don't look fat. (laughs) Yeah. but what that they they are like coming right out and saying is like you have to wear tight clothes all the time mm-hmm. or you're going to look heavier if you if you Your shirts
0: a, look like a tent because <laughs> <laughs> right? they just like flow right over the top yes. and go straight down mm-hmm. and if
1: you're not a tiny person if you are like have broad shoulders or okay. if you have a broader back or you know any of those things as soon as you put anything on that isn't low cut and tight you do look about 10 pounds heavier you
0: you definitely can i do actually have a portion of my youtube called um how to dress your bust oh
1: my god Uh, shut up
0: yeah because people Uh, always feel like they're like i got implants and i'm i'm huge and i'm like you're not you're just you have to dress differently to kind of accentuate your waist or like your stomach area or your hips just to kind of give you give yourself more dimension I need to read that so bad. <laughs> I
1: get so frustrated sometimes. I, especially, it kind of comes down to if I don't, if I want to be comfortable and I don't want to wear something tight, I get stuck. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, I'm, uh, this thing's going to swallow me up. <laughs> and then my mom's always like, just wear something tailored, get a button-down shirt. But I'm like, <laughs> I, that is true. That is a good, a good point. But then I come into the play because I went so much bigger. If I get a large, it's huge, like under my armpits and sacks down. Mm -hmm. If I get a medium, it's too small. (laughs) So then I'm like, how do you – because so many different – you almost have to get things tailored or – I don't even know how you do that, but like – if I get anything the way it should fit, mm-hmm. it's loose It's loose on the side. Mm-hmm. And then if I get anything too small, then I end up just wearing things that are too small.
0: Right. I found that bodysuits are my new best friend. Ooh. Yeah, because it's like wearing a bathing suit, like a one-piece bathing suit, but it's cotton. And so yeah. it you can adjust the straps so you can bring it up and down so you don't have that, like, sagging underneath the armpits.
1: Yeah, Um, like like, they're so comfortable. Grade six.
0: (laughs) Well, they are everywhere right now, so you love it. Go get some. Uh huh. There's a lot of cheap ones on Amazon. I do a lot of Amazon reviews because you know Amazon Prime. Why? Why not? Right. (laughs) So like on my Instagram, um, on my Instagram TV, I'll do clothing reviews, and a lot of times I'll link to where I bought it, which is always Amazon. It's just so accessible. Yeah. And cheaper. Yeah,
1: and they're like at your door within. (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. I saw a thing this summer which we or this um this last season we did Black Friday sales. we had a huge issue with our shipping they were like we had way too many packages in our local post offices were and they were like yeah we're not taking them hmm. so then we're like running to all the post offices around town oh to my get gosh our shipments out. it was an ordeal <laughs> so we bought a new business <laughs> of course we bought a shipping business. <laughs> of we're course not doing this anymore <laughs> but I saw this funny thing it was talking about how like FedEx or USPS is like you. Sh- you want to ship what? Yeah, we don't have that. Or your tracking number. Sorry, we lost that. <laughs> and then like U- UPS is like, yeah, we'll be there on Friday by three. And then Amazon is like, we're in your front door, right? Your front door. We're, your front door. <laughs> like, <laughs> we're ringing your doorbell. <laughs> yeah, immediately. Well, that's really cool. So the only other thing I really wanted to get to like pick your brain on, mm-hmm. because it's. It was huge for me, and we kind of talked us about this a little bit before. But, like, you know, I, in the book that I wrote, How Not to Be a Miserable Cow, it's my shameless plug for my book. Do it. It's about kind of finding yourself, developing a skill set, being not afraid to go after what you want and go after your dreams and not letting yourself soul can be miserable in your own self-pity. Mm-hmm. And I think probably, like, most women I feel like almost all women deal with body issues or body shaming or struggling with the way that they look and it frustrates me so bad because I know I do it myself in some ways but it's like become my goal this year I told myself at the gym I will not cover up any part of my body or I'm I'm 34 years old I'm fucking done (laughs) with like trying to look a certain way for a camera or trying Mm -hmm. to look a certain way for other people in the gym when I'm working out or, like, you know, it comes down to even, like, you know, you're doing squats and you have to to do a good squat, you need to flex your ass at the top, which means squeezing your glutes together and everybody sees your fucking ass squeezed together. Like, gross. (laughs) Or sweating and getting, like, sweat all over your clothes. And I said, you know what? This year I'm going to make it my resolution to not worry about what anyone else is thinking about what the way that I look in a certain position or what I'm doing or what I'm wearing or whatever I'm just gonna be my fucking self that's awesome it's taking a lot like <laughs> the gym and I like want to put my sweatshirt back on and then I'm like no bitch take sweatshirt <laughs> off. but the thing is is that I feel like we get into that and you know over the years like I've struggled so much with that I had anorexia as a teenager because I like was obsessed with my weight I dealt with stuff with my boobs because they were botched or whatever and I felt like if I got boobs it would solve my body issues mm-hmm. like I'd feel so much better I would feel so much sexier everything would be so great and then I did and I thought okay once they drop and fluff then okay once like I feel really good and I get a tan okay once and it comes down to where, like, it, I was a year out of surgery and feeling like they were supposed to look perfect, and that mm-hmm. would make me feel better. And I realized, like, no, that isn't the way it works. If yeah. you are dealing with self-image issues or self-worth, if your self-worth is tied to your body, image, right? You can't expect a boob job to fix it. Yes,
0: yeah, self-worth is way deeper than that. Like, n- no amount of Cosmetic surgery is gonna fix something internal that needs to be fixed. Now if you're if it's something like you've always identified yourself as having larger boobs, then that's different. But if you think getting breast implants is gonna save a marriage or make you love yourself more, then you're going to be disappointed because that's not that's not it. <laughs> no. But a lot of women are afraid to even like talk about wanting breast implants and in that vein, like the average woman who gets a breast augmentation is in their late 20s and early 30s. They've they're married, they have kids, they have a college education. Like, and most people don't think that when they think breast implants, they think of like the stigma. Like, oh, it's only strippers and porn stars. Right and, or
1: trophy wives. Right.
0: <laughs> like, what's that show, Real Housewives? Yes. Like, you know, that's so unrealistic. Yeah. Like. Most people have a ton of friends that have them and have no idea because nobody's talking about it. But to kind of come back to what you were talking about, no, it's, n- it's not a solution to an internal problem. It will help you identify more of who you feel like you are, which is something completely different. Like I, some people grow up and they, they're just waiting for their breasts to come in and they never do. And they're like, something's missing. And augmentation can help fix that. And it immediately, like, your brain, like, lets go of that thought. And your, your mind is opened up to other things. Like, you're, con- you're not distracted anymore. And that, to me, was a huge part of what I dealt with. I was constantly distracted by my placement of areola. Like, it was too high. I couldn't wear low-cut stuff. It was annoying. Like, that was not a super deep, like, emotional trauma you know that was just something that was like nagging 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 like people who breastfeed and they're just like i wish i had my pre-pregnancy breast back like those are things that can be fixed they they just have to walk in to the door they they have to open themselves up to talking about it and being comfortable with it and just acknowledging that you're not crazy for wanting this so many people have breast implants like it's it's fine
1: yeah <laughs> And then, on top of that, like you will it will give you some confidence mm-hmm. it may, it will make you feel like you're you, you're looking the way you want it to look, yeah, so it did do that for me. it gave me that sense of like confidence, like okay, like finally i 'm not like stressing about like that nagging like oh this this one boob is smaller, and mm-hmm. I have to wear something so that nobody notices. who gives a shit anyway. But I did, you know, and (laughs) it was like, it kind of came down to that. Like, I just wanted to feel more comfortable in my own skin. Mm -hmm. It took me a minute to get there and realize, like, this wasn't the solution to all of my insecurities. Right. But it was something that took away that, like, frustration with Mm -hmm. just the way that I looked. So I agree. That's 100% accurate. I feel like that's exactly what it did. It kind of crushed the nagging Mm -hmm. in my head. So, if anybody wants to get boobs, if you had boobs and then you lost them yeah. <laughs> to a baby, right? <laughs> All right your baby sucks. <laughs> <Right. laughs> Whatever, I feel like you've got to get a hold. You've got to find Jenny on her website, on her forums, on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And you've got to do some research there before you get started because it will change everything. It'll, it'll help you understand your own breasts the way they are now mm-hmm. better than you do.
0: Yeah. And I'm not a wizard behind the curtain. Like, I make myself very available. Like, if you have a question, you can email me. You can direct message me on Instagram. You can come see me at Davis and Pyle. Like, and that's in Raleigh. Like, I'm not, I don't make myself unavailable. Like,
1: That's really true because I messaged her on Instagram and she's here now. <laughs> I was like, hey, do you want to do a podcast? Well, okay, I appreciate you so much. Tell everybody how they can get a hold of you.
0: Okay. Um, my Instagram is EdenNoseImplants. Um, you can friend me on there, send me a direct message. I also have uh, my website, com, And also my forum, com. It's... Totally free, actually everything I offer is free except for products, which is booby butter and scar salve. And if you're ever in the Raleigh, North Carolina area, um, come see me, send me an email. Um, I'm at Davison Pile Plastic Surgery. You can come in, we can have a cup of coffee, hang out. Um, even I can give you a free Vectra and that is the 3D imaging of your breasts to see what you could look like with breast implants. And tell to
1: you really quickly. Um, your, um, you said on there, you have wine nights on yes. once a month? hmm Tell about that.
0: The first Thursday of every month, we host uh, a wine night called Wine with Eden. So anyone who wants to come can come from 545 to 7 p.m. Have some wine. I'll sh- pass the implants around. We'll talk about that. You can get a free Vectra. Um, it's just a really low-key environment. It's fun. Yeah, just like a hot I potato. I wanted to
1: come. I just missed it. You oh, you money? did?
0: Yeah. Oh, we'll, we'll have another one next month. Okay. Maybe I'll
1: <laughs> Well, so thank you so much for listening. If you guys have questions, find her on social media. Get a hold of the answers and the information you're looking for. If you have questions for me, I'd love to talk to you about my experience and help you understand, like, the way to not be a miserable cow. And if if boobs are what's holding you back from happiness, which I doubt it, but if that's really what it is, then get a boob job. Yes. (laughs) I'd be happy to hear all about it. Um, thanks for tuning in and if you need anything just go to alisoncapper.com my, <laughs> my, my, my my home, home, home. my lovely lady check it out i met a girl down at the disco she said hey 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 yeah let's go i could be your baby you could be my honey let's spend time, not money.